Now this is not going to be pretty. We're talking violence, strong language, adult content. I want to go somewhere that's bursting with house bombs. Welcome back to another episode of Meet at the Bronze. This is, uh, you know, this is just Meg. I'm your Buffy expert and your uh, friendly neighborhood sommelier. Uh, I'm actually doing what I'm going to call a segment. It's new. Hopefully it's a rare one called um, We Screwed Up. We aren't technically podcast experts. We don't really know what we're doing with some of the equipment. And so occasionally 10 minutes of the podcast gets lost. And I don't find out later until I've gone to record it. Might be a little bit long of a title. It's a working process. <laughs> Any suggestions, let me know. Uh, anyway, so for the episode, the season premiere of season two, uh, When She Was Bad, uh, we had a really fun time with this cocktail. Uh, it was actually the first cocktail idea that I had, kind of what inspired this whole doing a drink pairing with every episode concept that I had. Uh, so tonight's cocktail is an oldie but a goodie. It's a classic, uh, really famous from the 1920s, 1930s. It was originally used as a hangover cure, well, hair of the dog. And that is why it is called the Corpse Reviver. Now, the Corpse Reviver is kind of weird. It's sort of a class of drinks. You know how you can have a martini, but it's made with different liquors, gin, vodka, um, dirty, straight up with a twist. You can have um, old fashions made with rum or tequila or something like that. You can, you know, the old fashioned is the branch of the cocktail and then you have all the different variants. And it's the same with the Corpse Reviver. So if you just went and Googled Corpse Reviver, you'd find a million recipes. The good news is they're all numbered. So what I made was my favorite, the Corpse Reviver number two. So this actually, the recipe is one ounce of gin, one ounce Cointreau, which is that orange liqueur. You can also use Grangala. You can use just triple sec. It doesn't matter. Uh, an orange liqueur. I usually look for one that's based in brandy or cognac. There's an amazing one at Total Wine. Uh, that's one of their proprietary brands, and it runs like $26, and it's better than Cointreau. So I suggest you check that out. Um, we're also going to do one ounce of Lille Blanc. So this is basically a fortified wine. Um, and it has a little bit of quinine in it. We're going to do an ounce of fresh lemon juice and then a few drops of absinthe or pastis. So this is that anise flavor. You could really, even if you wanted to, use Sambuca. It works just fine. What I like to do, though, is I mix everything up except for the absinthe. And I, I shake it in my shaker over ice. And then I rinse my cocktail glass with a couple of drops of absinthe. Then, like, kind of let it settle in the bottom. And it just gives this really nice roundness to what you're going to drink. And then you pour the cocktail on top of that. It's absolutely delicious. I really hate that I lost the audio on this one because Bettina loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, just to give you a little bit of the history on this drink, uh, there's so many versions of it. There's versions with Calvados, which is an apple brandy. There's versions with whiskey. There's versions, I mean, there's, there's just a million different versions. Um... It actually comes from, we found it in a British book titled Drinks of All Kinds in 1895. So like I said, oldie but a goodie. This is one of the first like known cocktails that we had. Um, 
by prohibition, people think there are probably five or six different versions of them. Um, but this is my favorite. Uh, <laughs> the famous Savoy barman, Harry Craddock, he's famous for basically writing down all of the cocktails in history. Uh, he's famous for saying, four taken in a swift succession will unrevive the corpse again. And it's true. This one packs a punch. Be very careful when drinking this one. Um, it's another one that it needs to be measured exactly perfect because everything is basically one to one to one. One shot of gin, one shot of orange liqueur, one shot of lile, and one shot of lemon juice. Okay, so that's how you can keep it straight. But you don't have to do exactly one shot. Just make sure it's the same pour in the same size vessel. Um, but it, it really does this alchemy where what you're tasting is this beautiful combination of flavors that tastes very different from each individual component. And that's why it's really, really careful. You have to be really careful what you do. Um, a lot of bars, if you order this, they'll even try to use like margarita mix or roses, lime juice. And that's just no, 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 no. Only order this at a bar where they're using fresh lemon juice okay and make sure they know it has to be measured perfectly otherwise you're basically getting a weird black licorice gin spiked lemonade and it's just not the same experience um a little bit of a note about lile uh this this can be a little bit difficult to find i find that with like the artisanal cocktail craft cocktail movement it's getting easier and easier um it has two varieties red and white um, it's an aperitif, so it's one of those things you're supposed to drink, uh, before dinner, après is before, um, and it has a bit of quinine in it, which is a little bit weird. Quinine is what they use to treat malaria, so I guess the good news here is between the fresh lemon juice and the lile, you're going to avoid malaria and scurvy at the very least, so one of these a day, the doctor says so. Um... So, but you are going to have to search for it a little bit. Again, I can tell you they stock a few different versions of Total Wine, and really a lot of wine stores might have it. Um, I think we've talked about absinthe just a little bit on this podcast already, so I'm not going to go too into it. Um, just remember, it was banned in a lot of countries between 1910 and 1915. It was banned in the U.S. in 1912 as the temperance movement was getting going. And it was kind of just a knee-jerk reaction against really strong liquors, especially because, traditionally speaking, it tends to have quite a few hallucinogenic properties, which, you know, that's why people talk about Moulin Rouge, Chasing the Green Fairy, things like that. Um, a lot of people used to uh, do their absinthe and opium at the same time. So that's probably not a good life choice. And, um, you know, when you're doing absinthe, do absinthe and opium at different times, always. Just otherwise, it's not going to be good. Um, basically, absinthe, though, these days doesn't really have the hallucinogenic properties from from wormwood. It is now being produced again all over the world. Um, there's actually quite a few absinthe distilleries in the U.S. There's one in D.C. that I am dying to try out. There's also another one in Philly that I've had a taste of before, and it's amazing. Um, I think that's really it. So sorry, guys, that I lost the Quatina commentary. I promise it was hilarious. Um, maybe I'll remake this drink at some point in the future. Corpse Survivor, that's going to work a lot in this show. It's going to make a lot of sense. 
Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to go ahead and let us get back to your regularly scheduled podcast in which Katina is hilarious and Meg can't shut up. So, season premiere, when she was bad. Um, what did you think, Katina? Are we recording already? I just hit record. <laughs> I mean, I was recording a little bit before that, but then I stopped it and then I just hit record. So our conversation about what kind of porn we like is not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, um, this really kind of broke my heart. This episode? Yeah, this episode really broke my heart because I kind of immediately peeped what was happening with her and what was going on with Buffy. I yeah. definitely understood where she was coming from. I think it was... I, I thought it was great. I thought it was it was Very beautiful. Good. She, again, by the way, just like the last episode, mm-hmm. Prophecy Girl, the finale. Yeah. The acting in this. Was yes. Just a whole nother level. There's a moment I'm going to share later that's like, I don't know. It's such a simple movement, but it's just. Just genuinely it just, broke it, your damn heart. It just, it just got me. Oh, you my know? God. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. so just a little bit of housekeeping. So the show, When She Was Bad, season premiere of the second season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the 13th episode in the series, written and directed by Joss Whedon. So just like the 13th. finale was. Okay. Um, it was originally broadcast September 15th, 1997. So let's see. That would be two weeks into my seventh grade. Oh, well, look at that. Um, having spent the summer away from Sunnydale with her father, Buffy returns to town showing textbook signs of post-traumatic stress disorder. She blows off Angel, flirts with, and teases Xander. And yep. I think, by the way, saying flirts and teases is... Wait, like, no, like, it, it wasn't We just... don't even, like, that, it, oh. It was a lot. Um, she's nastier than usual to Cordelia and mm-hmm. continues to have nightmares that the master might come back to life and kill her. Yeah. Fears which may soon be realized. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. And we start out, here's a fun little fact about this episode. Um, we actually, this is the first time that we see the, um, season premiere starting out in a cemetery. Um, really? It, Pretty much happens every single time after this. This becomes the tradition. Really? They always start the season. What? In or near a cemetery. That's real. I like that. I think that's I like when things. you just stick it to things for a show. Like, I really am. Yeah, I agree with you. I When I read that, I was like, what? Oh, my God. That's so right. Yeah. Um, oh it God. also marks the first appearance of David Boreanaz in the opening credits. So he is now a series regular. Oh, so he wasn't? He was just like a, which, by the way, I mean, he wasn't in. Maybe three episodes, four episodes of season one. Okay. But now he's a series regular. He's actually featured in the credits. Yes, babe. You made it. Yeah, I'm babe. proud of you. Um, and uh, it also marks the first appearance of the high school lounge room, which they start using a lot in second and third season. So you know how like in between classes, they were just hanging out in this weird lounge? Yeah. So I know some people that went to private school and have that. But uh, my public school? Okay, I was like, public school don't have that. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> nope. No, no lounging in between no, classes. No, I think not. Um, so basically, we start out, and Xander and Willow are walking past the cemetery. Oh, Lord. Because I guess that's what you do in Sunnydale. Yeah. When you're hanging out, you just, you know, walk past the cemetery, Listen, eating ice cream. I genuinely saw them and thought, are there any... Are they on a date? It was very date-like. Very date-like. so date-like. And then they're playing a game, like, guess this movie based on the line. And it's, you know, basically they're just trying to get from the fact that without Buffy there this summer, it has been super super boring. boring. 
And, um, but there's a moment. Yes. There is a moment. Ah! Willow is sitting on the cemetery wall fence. Yep. As one does on a date. Yeah, of course. And she gets some ice cream on her nose. Yes. And Xander is like, oh, you've got some ice cream there. And she's like, what? Kind of flirtatiously giggling, chuckling, doing like the geisha hand a yes. little bit. And then he leans in. Oh, I got it. Wipe it off. And they come so close to kissing. So, listen, at some point he has wiped it off. He's kind of moved a hand that was wiping it off. And they're looking at each other like they're going for it. They're about to be there. But he pulls back. Yes. He pulls back. Willow looks distraught. Like, it, that's heartbreaking. And we then, know how she feels about and it. And then there's a vamp. Oh, of course. Um, Such a mood killer. a boner but, killer. But he was so cute. He was like, Willow, stand back. And he went in to, like, fight the vamp and everything. Yeah, but and, it's like, you can't do anything. Come on, no, yeah. He should have just kissed her. Yeah. Um, but Buffy shows up, slays the vamp. Yes, Buffy. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Because I was wondering where she was. And I loved the, uh, like, oh, Buffy, your timing does not suck. Yes. <laughs> and she's like, you guys were out here without stakes? Yeah, like, you're slacking. You're slacking. Like, like how many times have we been through this? Right. Like, how long have you been with a slayer? <laughs> that you don't know that you should just carry around general protection. But I guess during the summer. Deal. But it's kind of like, it's kind of like if they had been on a date and all of a sudden they go to have sex and he's like, oops, don't have a condom. <laughs> that ain't safe. No, yeah, yeah. No, you right. should always have one with you. By the way, guys, also make sure that it hasn't expired. All right. And also make sure that you're not putting it in your wallet because that's actually causes more friction and it can actually lead to breakage. So yeah, make sure you're not yeah. putting your condom it's in your wallet. It's actually a really bad idea. It's a terrible idea to put a condom in your I'm wallet. I'm pretty sure that two thirds of the unplanned pregnancies in the world are because somebody yep. put the condom yep. in their wallet. Yep. It's pretty yeah. stupid, so please yeah. don't do don't it. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, biggest thing I realized, the pre- reason why they're probably not carrying around these stakes and things like that is because they said that was the first vampire that showed up in a yeah, while. Yeah, which is weird because it's like, okay, so we know Buffy hasn't been there yeah. all summer, but this is still the Hellmouth, right? Okay. Vampires are just like taking a vacation with the Slayer. I'm thinking since the Master left, like, uh, no vampires were really coming around, but since they were working to resurrect the master, you know, the little kid, and then that really weird, I don't know, southern Jamaican southern, I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, but, I, um, I wrote down, actually, ask Quatina, is this racist that he sounds like he's from Louisiana? He just sounds, like, really, like, almost preachy, because he's doing that rhyming thing, and I'm like, why do they make, like, white vampires do this? Oh. Sorry, wait, I thought all black vampires rhyme, rhyme. all the time. Yeah, because that's... that's it's just they have this mystical thing going on if they're rhyming, I guess. When you looked at me during the episode and just went, I'm sorry, did he just low-key rhyme? Yeah, yeah. It was a low-key rhyme. It's just confusing. For why? For why? For why? Yes, I just said that. Because that's confusing. Um, I just, I, but I, oh man, I've got, oh, by the way, also, did yes. you know any of those movies? No. From the lines? Nothing. I had, I, I mean, look, I once they said the movie name, I knew like I knew what the they movie were talking names. about. Yeah, but I was like, but I didn't get any of the any of the lines. I didn't know these the were illusions. the like ideal lines from these movies. But that's what I'm saying is, what the fuck, sixteen year olds okay. can quote from 
Look, I can't even remember what the movie is. Listen, were. at some point they said the Terminator, okay. and I thought I'll be back was like right. The uh, in the time we in all the time we had together, we loved a lifetime, or I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, like, and that one I was like, that wasn't the Terminator. Because here's the thing: is I've seen the Terminator movies a few times. Yeah, they're actually great movies. I, I don't think I've actually seen them, but uh, I would never remembered that that one anyways I no not at all fuck but like what's next they're gonna start quoting from casablanca and citizen kane because every 16 year old loves casablanca well you know they are a strange bunch of kids and they are the three musketeers no so. honestly i felt like that was actually just joss whedon who is a well-known is movie he? Buff. oh I, I think that was just him like being like i'm so smart but, you know, it should have been, like, it's lines from, from Heather's or The Breakfast Club, oh, Ferris yes. Bueller's to Hell. Movies I would believe that a 15-year-old in 1997 actually had actually like seen. Yeah, this totally makes sense. So, yeah, that that was that was some nonsense, but whatever. I really saw it. We were in the same candy store. Honey, what you waiting for? Sorry, that's kind of the musical. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Where'd you are? Um, oh, I love Heather's the musical. It's but great. I've only heard it like twice or something. Oh, I finally oh. heard Mean Girls, by the way. Good, right? Tell me it's so damn so, good. So How good. did I miss it when it was in D.C.? How? How? I made sure I went and I made my friends go, no. too. So here's the thing. By the time people actually started talking about it was so good. Yeah. I, like, opening weekend, everybody was talking about how amazing it was. And that I went so online wonderful. to get tickets. Yeah. Gone. And it was they were gone. Yep. And it, I, I I mean I couldn't even get standing room day of rush. Yeah, seats. they yeah. It they, was you're not gonna get that. Yeah, so now every time a musical premieres in the area, I will go. Quickly. Because I've yeah. now seen I've now seen three musicals that premiered here and have Whoa. gone on to Broadway or are about to. Um and I think the one that I just saw yeah. at the same place, uh Studio Theater, um we know Arena was Mean Girls, but where they did Next to Normal and Dear Evan Hansen, mm-hmm. um, we just saw Dave the Musical, and that was incredible. Oh my god, I want to see Dear Evan Hansen more than I want to have sex right now. Oh my goodness! Like, is this true? Must see it. Wow. Must must see. Complete I didn't even know out. about it. I think I went through a little bit of like a Broadway break for a while. What? And I was just How? Kind of, what do you mean a Broadway break? Weren't you like obsessed with like I've um, always been obsessed with this stuff. Frozen on Broadway? Oh, yeah, so, but that's but, only been around for like a year. Okay, true. But Darren Hansen was almost four years ago. Yeah. And I was starting a new job and I was going through a lot and I, I don't know. I, I think that and with my wedding, I kind of just got out of the Broadway zeitgeist for a little bit. Okay. And so my boss is telling me, oh, yeah, I went to Dear Evan Hansen last night, and it's now my favorite musical I've ever seen, and it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? Dear and then all of a sudden, that's all anybody's talking about. Um, because it originated in D.C. Now I'm upset, because now I want to watch it. Like, I've heard people talk about it as well. Maybe it's like um, Hamilton, how they're, the first act is on Pornhub. <laughs> Is maybe maybe this is on Pornhub. With lots of luck, find it. By the way, Ben Platt, uh, if you ever want to come on the show, you have an open invitation. Are you touching? Your- I'm no. I was actually just thinking my shirt because we were talking about Hamilton, oh. and my shirt is a Hamilton-based shirt because I donated money yeah. to this. Um, uh, what is it? Democracy for America, and then also a group Lin Manuel works with. Oh a lot for um, getting more political representation in the Latino. Yes, movie. I see you, Lynn Manuel. Yes, and so like there was a prizeio thing where you could win a trip to come see with 
opening night of Hamilton in DC with Lin Manuel. Oh my god, that's so cool! And I donated. I I, I entered like eighty times. The only prizes I ever enter are if I can meet somebody from like the Arrow superhero verse. Okay, yeah, you really like that show, Broadway. Yes. Or um, crap. What's the other one that I had? There's another one. Uh, I mean, if anybody from Buffy did one, I would for sure. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, oh, oh wait, no. Idris Elba had one where, uh, <gasps> for Valentine's Stop. Day. You, he, he, didn't he go on a date? You could go on a yeah, date with him? Yeah. I, <gasps> and watching uh, his video, like, that he filmed, it was, it was. He is just perfection. So I entered that. I think I, I, I paid, like, a hundred bucks or something to his Ooh. price. And it was for some, like amazing charity to help i think young yeah. girls in africa get an education okay because i mean by the way if that doesn't make him hotter um well, well. but but i did that because and but then i looked to josh and i was all wait if i win this do i get to go or are you gonna go <laughs> <laughs> um, who gets to basically enjoy. i'm pretty sure that that's his dream like if like, he would uh, if he was like totally into guys like he would totally like if there's ever going to be a man for him, it's probably Idris Elba. Ah! I'm glad. I'm I completely glad. Yeah, am I behind. Completely. And agree. would get behind or let him get behind like me. Like it. Behind you. Yes. That's kind of how I'm envisioning it in my mm. head. But I'm open to suggestions and uh, feedback, Idris. Best thing ever. Yeah. Thank um, you, I'm, I'm, Look, I don't want to be, I'm not really a domineering person in the bedroom, I don't think. Mm. So I'm open to whatever position feels yeah. right for the I mean, three you of could us. be a switch. You never know. Yeah. Got to test it out. Uh, um, then they're talking about the master and how they buried the master. Yes. And, um, Willow's all, we got to wear robes. Yeah. That was some creepy culture. Wait, this is after, uh, Buffy, Buffy shows, shows up and they're talking and about how they, the, the only other thing that they did all summer was burying yeah, the master. Yeah, burying the master. And he's got, it's kind of like right there because the cemetery is like right there. And they pointed at the tree that they buried him under. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're all, we, we got to wear robes and... That is some crazy, creepy cult shit. It is, but it had to be done to bury I mean, I'm the sorry. master. I, I'm not into any religion that involves Close. mandated wardrobe. Mm. Why? I, I'm not into that. Like, I grew up in one Ooh, right. that has the mandated wardrobe requirements. Right. There Hashtag ex-Mormon, I guess. <laughs> Hashtag Mormon. Nomo Exmo. Nomo Exmo. <laughs> Well, I guess no parts. mo. I just no mo is probably yes, good. You're not about uh, that. I'm, I'm not about that anymore. But nope. like, I just any any religion that has a wardrobe requirement. I'm just mm. I'm not there for it. Nope. First you're not all, about that. Uh, always impacts the the women infinitely more than the men. So That's so fuck true. That patriarchy you're bullshit. not even fucking lying. It really does. Oh, speaking of patriarchy, I want to shout out to one of our Twitter fans. Um, well, he asked me not to refer to him by name. Okay, that's funny. So I'm going to call him, what is it he gave me? Um, oh, don't use my surname. And I was like, what's a surname? Oh, he must be British. <laughs> um, so Dennis. 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 Uh, love having you. Love having you as a friend of the pod. Yes. You are, you are the first original OG. Oh. OG pod friend of the pod. Yay. So Dennis, you will forever hold that amazing uh, distinction in life. It's kind of like a knighthood. You also. <laughs> Is that what we're comparing this to? It's exactly like being knighted by yep. the Queen of England. Yep. Yes. 
Yep, you're um, totally welcome. But he had a comment about uh, the finale and the premiere. Yes. And he loved how, and I'm going to quote him, Buffy biffing Giles with a knockout punch so she can take on the master alone. Even coming yes. back from the dead to finish him off. Yes. Parallels a feminine rejection of patriarchy and the ultimate futility slash impotence of power-driven male authority. Oh, my God. And that was a really hot sentence. Right? I was, mm. first of all, my first thought was, I think he's British. He's clearly a nerd. Yes. Quatina would smash. Eh. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I would totally smash. Yeah, but not right now. You'd put him on the smash I'm list. Smash oh, list. okay. Yeah. The smash list, by the way, might be going through an interesting uh, update in the near yeah. future, but uh-huh. we will see. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I thought that was amazing. I, once he said it, I was like, obviously, duh. Yeah, totally. But I had never thought about it that oh. way. Buffy literally knocking out, physically subduing and putting out. Giles. Because he was about to be like, no, you have a seat. I'm yeah. going to go take, a vi- yeah. take care of this. She's and like, then no. she did that and even rose from the dead. Yes. Uh, like, man man can't kill her. No, who you although, fucking with? Not Buffy. Although it was a man that brought her back to life. Too, it it but, was, but, but, you know, whatever. But I mean, he just happened Xander's to be there. Xander's like half man. Yeah. you. <laughs> he's not really a man. He's a boy. Um, but then how that parallels the feminine rejection of patriarchy and the ultimate futility slash impotence of power-driven male authority. And I I think I literally shouted, yes, queen! Yes! We are living for this line. We are living for this. Thank you so much for your input. So, so, so true. Dennis, thank you so much. Again, if we had any merch at this point, we would send you something for free. Uh, but for right now, all we're going to do is just like raise a glass to you. Yes. We appreciate your insight. We thought that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't know, Buffy is actually the most taught and and uh, scholarly studied top, uh, pop culture subject in the world. That's so cool. There's, a, there's actually a journal Things to the world of Whedon. Um, that people just write, you know, the philosophy behind Buffy and why why it matters from an anthropological point of view or a mm-hmm. psychological point of view and all these crazy different things. I've got an article in here somewhere we're going to get into at some point okay. about the ontology of the soul that's from this whole thing, the Slayer okay. verse. And, um, God, and- I'm so excited to be part of this universe now. I feel like... What was I doing before Buffy? You know what I mean? Like nothing. No, good. nothing good. Nothing good. But Dennis, I think that you should look into becoming an official like PhD of Slayer Ooh. lore. You could be a watcher. We could totally see that. We happen. would. We would. We would be there for that. We would read your papers. Yeah. We would subscribe Support to your newsletter. You. So yes. Um. Everybody, just we love Dennis. Okay. Yes. Go Dennis. Back to uh, okay, so we're not there for a religion that has wardrobe requirements. Yes, in there. Nope. that's just creepy. That's just thing. Um, by the way, if you ever want to um, look up new name Noah on YouTube, and people have actually gone in wearing like spy cameras in their glasses or something to see like the LDS temple rituals. Oh my god! And they're posted on YouTube, and that shit is cray. Wait, you like? Oh, cray! But I kind of feel bad. I know. I, that's like their thing. And yeah, just... but they also have multiple scriptures wherein they say that any religion has to hide and like 
secret societies are essentially just cults. And if you love God, it should just all be out there in that's the public. That's very true. So I kind of feel like if that's going to be... So are you telling me you can't just walk into a temple? Oh, God, no. Really? God, no. I I can't, I've that. never seen my siblings get married because they all get married in the temple and I'm not allowed in. What? Yeah. Absolutely. I have no idea. You have to go through like this interview process and get like a card, like a license basically to be allowed into the temple. And that has to be renewed every six to 12 months oh by you proving God. that you're worthy. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Mormonism. Yeah. I'll keep that. Not cool. as much about that. So, no. uh, okay. Then we get into... Oh, and meet Buffy's dad again. Hi, Buffy's dad. Yeah, his hair changed. was a different actor. No, no, no. It's totally him. It it's just actor. he had that super corny cut in that dream. Zone. Like, he, his haircut was I don't know. He, first of all, he looked way more like a pedophile the first time. Oh, my goodness. No. He, he did. He He's did. a pedo. Yeah. Into that. Um, but they're unpacking Buffy's bags because that's a thing that happens when you're 16 your yeah. parents unpack your suitcase yeah well let's it's buffy like i don't understand kind of, any of this yeah she's kind of well spoiled like, yeah like let's be honest i love so they're talking about how basically his dad bought all of la for her back to school shopping yeah. because she was just really quiet and distant yeah and really distant and very moody that said she was great but distant brooding and sulking yeah really i want to point out there was a there was kind of a funny part of this exchange that was cut due to time where Hank says, oh, I'm spoiling her. Did I forget to mention that? And Joy says, what you forgot is that I'm going to have to deal with another year of daddy would let me buy that. Because oh. it sounds like Joyce is very much on a fixed income, very yes. like, constrained budget. Especially after Buffy said in the, lot, the season finale, yeah. like, we can't afford we this We can't afford this dress. Yeah. And, um, and dad is just basically buying everything left, right, and center. I'm pretty sure I owned those yellow platform shoes that oh, they unpacked. They fabulous. I'm pretty sure I owned those like the, in white and in red. That that was like a big step up from those ugly block shoes. Yeah, you really did not like I, those shoes. I mean, I feel like that has kept you awake at night. You started to fall asleep and you're just yes, like, but the, the shoes! The shoes! Like, you can't. In no. all fairness... I have definitely had those moments where I can't sleep because either shoes are too fabulous and I must own them or or shoes are so terrible and I just think that the person that wore them should be killed. Exactly. I think that's reasonable for when people wear horrible, horrible, horrible I think that completely makes sense. Yeah. Just kill them. Yeah. Um, And mom says, I'll just be happy if she makes it through the school year. And I gotta say, I was not living for mom in this episode. Mm, She was kind of being a bitch when Buffy made it through the last year with I don't think a single call That's from very the principal. true. That's very true. All, for all we know, she did pretty well in her classes. Not yeah. great, but well. Not great. Like, just she passed. Um, she didn't get... She was never in the principal's office, I think, after the nope. first scene. Nope. Um, and so why is mom being kind of such a bitch about this? I, I guess, you know, she kind of still holds the pass over her head. She just always assumes that something's going to go wrong and something's going to go wrong. I guess. I don't know. Or maybe... You know? I mean, the other thing I could think of is maybe... She's just noticed with how distant Buffy has become. Oh, that this wrong. might mean that something else is going to happen. And like so, gonna... like, she's waiting for that shoe to drop. But I don't know. I thought it, I didn't think it was particularly fair. Yeah. I, I didn't love it. And You're not and really giving her a chance. Joyce should be a better mom than that. She usually is a better mom than that. I love it when she calls herself out like, oh, great parenting, Joyce. Oh, yes, I remember that. And I just, I love that. She tell her to go back to the DVDs and the books so that they can tell her what to say. It seems so real, though, to me. Like, she's great. Um, She's really trying. 
But um, I think it's really important um, to point out that like Buffy likes spending time with her dad. Like she really cares about her dad and loves her dad. Like as we discovered in the dreams episode. Right. So it really was a big deal that, you know, she was spending time with her dad. She got to go to what? LA. That's where she's from. Yeah. That's where she's from. She got to go back to LA, all of these things. And she was brooding and sulking. That's how you know something was really off. Yeah. But uh, nobody, she won't talk to anybody. I mean, what is she supposed to say? Sorry, dad, my being a vampire slayer is really starting to become a bitch. That's very true. Um, Who are you supposed to turn to? Buffy. Yeah, that, and that, by the way, that was another part of this episode that just made my heart break that much more for Buffy. Yeah. Because who is she supposed to talk to about I mean, things? but she she did have the three people who have been with her through the entire bout of season one. Giles, Willow, Xander. Like, these okay. are your top friends. But when, I guess when you're dealing with such an emotional disorder, you just... So, yeah. It's not, it's so not the same. In, in a minute, we are going to get into tonight's side notes, which is all about PTSD. Yeah. I don't think that's going to surprise anybody all that much. Um, but what I want to point out is, you know, I've been in some pretty crappy situations. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I this is something I, I'm trying really hard to, it, and it's not always easy, but um, online and with friends and, and even honestly at the workplace, mm-hmm. do as much as I can to hashtag end the stigma that surrounds mm-hmm. talking about mental health yeah of course um and one of the things that really made me stop caring so much about the stigma Mm -hmm. was about five years ago i think i was working um for a government consulting firm and i was working for the va yeah um and doing public affairs for it and Mm -hmm. it was my job every day that summer if there was a hearing on the hill about sexual assault in the military. I had to watch the whole thing and take notes and write talking points. Are you serious? And I... Oh, that's heartbreaking. That summer was one of the worst summers of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. Like, I, I, I ultimately decided to leave that job. And a big part of it was because of how much that one project just fucked up my head. Yeah. Because I was listening to hours a day of testimony from men and women that all they wanted to do was serve their country. They literally were putting their lives on the line to protect my freedom. Yeah. And I want to say, oh, you know what? Actually, I really don't want to get this wrong. So let me look up the stat real quick. By the way, Linda, if I send this to you to edit or Meg, if you're editing this, um, this is definitely a place to edit. Um, yeah. So, oh God, and this is from 2018. The Department of Defense today released its annual report on sexual assault in the military, mm-hmm. which actually shows that service member of sexual assault increased about 10%. Okay. That, that actually is that's, good. That's Sorry, fair. That's I good. thought that the, the stat was going to be that it went up 10%. Oh, my God. That and was... that was going to make me vomit yeah, very completely. seriously. Yeah. Um, I would hope we don't take shit like In that 2017, anymore. there were 6,769. And notice I am so passionate about this subject, I'm not even giggling about the number 1,600. Yeah. Um, making... Uh, uh, that have been reported... For sexual assault. Wow. So almost 7,000 sexual assaults That is reported. insane. And um, I'm sure there's so many that haven't gone reported. 
Of course. Oh, of course. Well, I mean, we know rape is something, what, like, only 25% of people report? Yeah. Um, and then, let's see. God, that breaks my heart. You know, the whole thing is just, I, I want to say it was something like every eight seconds, somebody in the military is actually, that can't be right. Wow. But, I, hold on. But the, uh, and you just listen to the, and by the way, the number of men that were reporting sexual violence. Really? Horrifying. Um, because that's not something people like to talk about yeah, or think about. not really. Um, let's see. Sexual assault is more common in a military context. In 2014, rates of sexual assault were 50% higher among active duty women yeah. and over 100% higher among men than in the reserves. Wow. So the people that are literally in Afghanistan. They're the ones who they're are. They're the ones. Yeah. Wow. Um, most victims were sexually assaulted more than once, resulting in over 41,000 assaults in 2016 alone. Wow. In our military? In our military. That's so sick. Almost 15,000 members of our military were sexually assaulted in 2016. That's so Rates sick. Rates of penetrative assault were unchanged from 2014. So that's the other thing is when we're talking about this, we're not just talking about guys making an off-color joke to women yeah. or, you know, smacking somebody on the ass in a locker room. We are talking penetrative rape. Yeah. Um, 58% of women and 60% of men who reported a sexual assault mm -hmm. face retaliation. Yeah. Um, 77% of retaliation yeah. reports alleged that retaliators, the person that retaliated against them, the yeah. person that assaulted them in the first place, yeah. were in the chain of command. Wow. And a third of victims are discharged after reporting, typically within seven months of making a report. Wow. Victims received harsher discharge with 24% separated under less than fully honorable conditions. So, again, if you are discharged from the military with, like, other than honorably, yeah. your ability to get credit, yes. to get a job, to get into college even, completely affected. Completely affected. And, and these are the victims here. It, the whole thing is just disgusting. Sick. Anyways, so I, I have this job where I was listening to these stories mm -hmm. day in, day out. And that was kind of the moment that that just broke my my dam. I gave no more fucks. Yeah. I was like, I can't I can't just be quiet anymore. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about mental health because the things that these people are going through, the things that through. I've yeah. been through. Anyways, this is all a very long winded way to get back to my saying that Buffy in this episode, I understood so perfectly mm -hmm. and 1997 was not a time that you could talk about things mental like illness and mental things like illness. that yeah and and so we'll come back to this but wow yeah um on a happier more fun thing we go to snyder talking to giles because it's the first day of school yes hi snyder he's just a pain and he's going on God. about how teenagers are like locusts yeah. mindlessly bent on feeding mating yeah. Same thing, really. That is completely. By the way, uh, how is he doing this whole feeding thing if it's indistinguishable from mating? Oh God, I, I don't even want to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's not a great thought. No. Um, and then Giles asks, given your abhorrence of children, uh, has it ever occurred to you that being principal is not your chosen? Thank you, Giles. Vocation, and I was just. But again, uh, Ar Army Shimmerman, when they offered him this role, and at first people would talk about how he 
he doesn't really care for children. He's not super comfortable around them. Like, it's an actual thing. And so the idea of playing a high school principal weirded him out pretty big in the first place. Yeah. And then it was all about, oh, wait, no, the principal feels the same way about kids as I do. Yeah, yeah, this definitely works out. I can use this. This Thank you, perfecto. Um... But as he's talking about, you know, lust-riddled young men, teenagers, distracted by a pretty face that walks by, and this calendar comes along, and gorgeous she is. She has a new haircut. She has a new haircut. She She looks looks great. Um, She spent the summer at Burning Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhat naked. God, she's a wild thing, and the it just she contrasts so hard with Giles. I love it. Like that's the only. Are you a little Miss Miss Calendar? Huh? Maybe that's why I'm so attracted to You're Jones. a little bit miscalendered. Real, I don't know why I'm really attracted to just Uber guys nerds. who are just nerds, guys who are like stoic, guys who are just serious. Hmm. But also like, like passionate about certain things. What's your dad like? Not like any of that. Maybe you're looking for the opposite of your Maybe dad. Maybe I'm looking like for the opposite of my dad. I'm a brother. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe that's what I'm looking for. Hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. No, that's totally my dad. My dad is like really book. Scholarly, very like, like education is the number one thing that matters, and just like wow. Okay, I think we need to start a segment just called Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues. <laughs> no, but I like you know more than that too. But I think that's a part of things that yeah, make him I'm sure. To. Yeah. Well, also things that make a man. Uh, you know? Smart is uh, brainy is the new sexy. Is that the line it from is. Sherlock? Brainy is definitely the new so sexy. Hot. God, and a guy who's just uh, super brainy. Uh, we've got, oh, uh, the Scoobies all come up to Miss Calendar. Uh, so it's Xander, Buffy, Willow. There we go. And, um, they're talking about how Buffy slayed a vampire last night. Yeah. And Miss Calendar's all, we've got vampires. I thought the Hellmouth was closed. Yeah. Okay, the Hellmouth is closed, but it's not gone. That doesn't mean it's not, it's over. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, they, they sealed happening. the mouth to hell, but all that stuff that was happening before the Hellmouth opened is yeah. happening still. Still definitely happening, yeah. Um, and they basically explain that to her and, uh, the bell rings, everybody's got to go to class, but Giles says, Hey Buffy, uh, if it's time, you know, now that you're back, we should start training again. You know, when you're ready, take a few days. And she says, I'm ready. I'll see you after school. And he goes, I understand if you need a few days. And she just, I'm ready. No, I'm ready. That I was like, yep, you're not ready. Yeah, no, I know. And I got that. But Giles is so confused by it. Yes, he is. He's kind of like, I'm giving you the chance to be a normal teenager. Like, he can tell something's up. And yeah. I think that's when he can first tell us that something's up and something's kind of weird. Something's or, bothering him, yeah. for sure. Like, um, it's not the same Well, this is exactly when you looked over at me and went, does she have PTSD? Yes. Uh, so. Ooh, caught that early on. Uh, there's another line that I'm nominating for both the most 90s thing in this episode, but also maybe the most British is thing Giles has ever said. Okay, go ahead. Where he's talking to Willow and Xander in the lounge, and he's all, she has what you Americans refer to as issues. Issues? Issues. Issues. Okay, so I do remember in the 90s, that was a thing. People were like, what's your issue? Oh, yes. Yeah. That is very yeah. true. Or she's got issues. Okay, because I thought you were saying, like, people said issues. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. No, it's just British. But, yeah, <laughs> the issue thing, for sure. And, and Like, what's your damage? Yeah, what's, what's your, your damage? Yeah. Uh, or as Cordelia says it in 
one of the early episodes, what is your childhood trauma? Yes. I love that one. Love that one. Uh, by the way, happy birthday yesterday to Cord- uh, to uh, Charisma, Chris- Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter. Yeah, that's uh, we wish you happy birthday from all of us at Need the Bronze. Oh, yeah. All of us, all two of us. All two of us. <laughs> this huge team right uh, here. But don't worry, we toasted you uh, last night, at least Meg did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Meg's always toasting. Meg, oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Meg has not been drinking much except for when recording this. Oh. Or like out to dinner, you know. Very true. Like a political thing. Because, okay. by the way, if you're going to get through a political thing, you've got to you be. definitely need to. Getting through those sober yeah, as a like, child's game. Um but last night Six. I came home and, and the hubs had made this amazing dinner and he Ooh. already opened a bottle of wine. We had yes, hubs. Oh. It, was, it was perfection. Oh, yes. Um, and we actually just, you know, spent some time together. Uh, it was great. And, uh, yeah, I know that's how I like to spend my evenings. But anyway, so I don't normally. Tell you how I was spending my evening. Yeah, you were. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you All were. right, keep going. <laughs> um, okay. So going from that delightfully fun subject <laughs> to our side note, PTSD. Yes. So I, I kind of hate that they just threw off like, oh, she's got issues. Yeah. Um, that was very dismissive of yeah. what is a very serious, very serious and very major problem that is yeah. far more ubiquitous than anybody wants to think. Yeah. But I do remember, I mean, the 90s, talking about mental health, that was not a thing. It seemed like it was a thing. I mean, it was 2003, I think, that Tom Cruise is jumping on a couch and screaming about, like... I love this woman. Uh, pe- no, but also people, like, really against anybody taking antidepressants or somebody that said, like, because somebody, was it Brooke Shields? had had a kid and she had had postpartum depression depression. and she wrote a book about it and he was like this is bullshit there's nothing that you can't overcome just like if you think positive and oh my goodness trash but this is kind of what the world was like back then so i guess i can't i can't be too mad at joss for how he handled the subject because i think while giles was seemingly dismissive of the problem he did the subject justice showing what it was yeah I will also say PTSD, it was something that Vietnam War vets that suffered like Agent Orange yes. or something mm-hmm. were experiencing. It wasn't something that we were talking about in terms of anything else. Yeah. Not, not or really, any other type of trauma not, that someone would have. Absolutely. Yeah. It was but just even, associated even for with the military, it was, no, it was legit just. I think they were starting to talk maybe mm-hmm. about people that had come back from the Gulf War and were exhibiting similar symptoms. Mm-hmm. But even that was still not... A, it was still hush hush. Yeah. I mean, the 2000 presidential campaign and 2004 presidential election, when people tried to bring up things like PTSD among veterans, it was Vietnam. Maybe that was a real thing. World War II. Maybe that was a real thing. But we're not saying it's a real thing. Wow. That's um, so. So I, I think I have to kind of give it to Joss. Be like, it wasn't. You you didn't necessarily call it one thing or the other or yeah. say what we would like you to say at this point yeah. in the world where we are. But I think that the way you showed it was so beautiful. Yes, and very important. And you showed how important it is that I, I, he gets something as a past. And he was showing how she was dealing with it. That dealing with PTSD isn't just like one type of thing. Like let's just say people think it's just anger. It was so much more than that. That's it's so complex. Completely, yeah, so And complex. it's about so much. Look, people can have PTSD just from, you know, a rabbit, of like a pet rabbit dying. Yep. Um, it, it doesn't, or a car accident. Like, yeah. It doesn't have it's, to be you go to war. Yeah, it's something traumatic that happens to the person and then having how they're dealing with it afterwards. So here's what I'm going to get into. Our side note, PTSD. Here are some notes that I have on the subject. Nicole, okay? let's do it. I've been doing some research. Awesome. You know, I've been, 
I would so be the weirdo that was just like, Giles, can I do more research? Oh, yeah, totally. That would have been me. And Buffy and Xander and Willow would be like, what are you doing? Just wait. Like, I've got an episode coming up wherein I have a whole thing about the history of lemonade. Oh, okay. Lemonade? Lemonade. Not the Beyonce song, because I still don't know what that's about. (gasps) Okay, that's the album, sweetheart. Oh, and that was a song. Not a song. No. Well, then what is Titus making fun of him, Kimmy Schmidt? That's just the whole... He's like, I'm lemonading. Lemonading her whole album is just... Oh, I thought it was one song. No. Mm -mm. The whole different songs is talking about his cheating and just talking about a lot of things. All right, all right. We'll we'll get that. Lots of emotions. So post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, is a mental disorder um, that can develop after a person is exposed to a traumatic event, such as sexual assault, warfare, traffic collision, or other threats on a person's life or safety. And by the way, it's important that we note that this is perceived threats. So even people with, you know, anxiety disorders or schizophrenia, maybe it's not something the police would consider to have been a threat against your life. Mm -hmm. But if you perceived it that way, that's what matters. Okay. Symptoms may include disturbing thoughts, feelings, or dreams, which we see a lot about, related to the events, mental or physical distress to trauma-related cues, Mm -hmm. attempts to avoid trauma-related cues, Mm -hmm. alterations in how a person thinks and feels, and an increase in the fight or flight response that your body has. Oh, wow. These symptoms last for more than a month after the event. Young children are less likely to show distress, but instead may express their memories through play. Mm-hmm. We see this a lot with like the sexual assault victims, like young children that have been molested. Yeah. Um, it's through things like them playing with dolls or uh, even blocks or drawing pictures. That's mm-hmm. kind of how we get to the root of what happened. Yeah. Because um, through play is the best way that a child can process these That's things. That's very true. Um, Let me share things with you. Yeah. A person with PTSD is at a higher risk for suicide and intentional self-harm. Wow. In the United States, about 3.5% of adults have PTSD in a given year. And 9% of people develop it at some point in their lives. In much of the rest of the world, rates during a given year are between half a percent and one percent. So the U.S. is way over-indexing on the PTSD thing. Oh. 350 to 700 percent higher than the rest of the world. Wow. Um, higher rates may occur in regions of armed conflict. Okay. So again, here's another one. Like if you live in Chicago or mm. um, certain parts outside of L.A., yes. way more likely because gang <gasps> warfare is warfare. That's why people don't understand. Like people just think, like I could go into a whole thing with politics and the whole thing with, like let's go, let me just say the black community and when people who aren't of color and wouldn't understand you living in a situation like that as to why you would process things a different way. They don't want to be like empathetic and think about why someone would be acting a certain way. I was listening to Wine and Crime yeah. yesterday, yeah. and they were talking about um, basically absurd acquittals, things people were acquitted, crimes people were acquitted for, that it was like, they are so guilty, I'm going to like murder somebody just yeah. because I'm angry. Yes. Um, and they got into, um, oh my God, who's the one from Minnesota? Uh, I will edit this. Philando uh, Castro? Philando, yes. What was his name? Philando Castile. Philando Castile. Yeah. Castile? Castile? Is that right, Josh? Philando. Philando Castile. Okay, great. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. Yay! Okay. Um, also, I love that Josh is my the person I go to. Josh, is that right? Yes. Thank you Please so hate black people, Josh. <laughs> I'm editing this out, don't worry. <laughs> um, no, so Philando Castile, um, and that whole thing about how his girlfriend, because she had the presence of mind 
to Facebook live stream the whole thing. Oh my But there was a four-year-old in the damn car. And even the four-year-old said to her mother, Mm -hmm. don't freak out at the police officer. I don't want you to be shot too. The fact that a four-year-old knows that. Because I, from what I understand, I read, this is not me trying to like put on anything or whatever. By the way, if you haven't read it, I'm sending you home with it tonight. Um, okay. Uh, shit. What is it? Tell us that book that I read that's amazing that's being turned into a movie. You've read a lot of books that are... Uh, but about the girl... The Hate You Give. The Hate You Give. You gave me the book. I still have to finish it. Oh, I was waiting for that the other day. Yeah, night. sorry. It's with me. It's with the me. The Hate You Give. Yeah. Um, and, and how she says, basically, there are two talks that a black kid gets from their parents. Mm-hmm. One, when they're... Like, about to become a teenager, it's the safe sex talk. Yep. The other is what to do if you are confronted by a cop. Yep. And that, like, I always knew that was a big thing. I went yeah. to college in Baltimore. I lived in the neighborhood. The Wire wouldn't have even filmed in. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I've seen a lot. Mm-hmm. But just somebody summing it up that way about how that is the second, like, just having it put there. That, also, I was married to a cop. Who, him and all of his cop friends mm-hmm. were incredible servants of the public. Mm-hmm. I I know a lot of them got injured in the line of duty. If there was ever anybody that was going to be distrustful or wary of somebody in a car that says that they have a gun, mm-hmm. they're the people. I know somebody that had been shot like three times. Wow. As a cop in PG County. Wow. Um, he was a person of color too, and that probably okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. But. Yeah, people have to realize cops aren't just like white guys. <laughs> but, so much more than that. But lots of people. But <laughs> when and crime brought up the really great point that that I've talked to about, I've talked about it with my husband a million times. Shouldn't we be worried if a cop is saying, "I feared for my life within thirty seconds of being in an interact of oh, interacting yeah. with a person of color." Yep. That's not somebody I want policing my neighborhood. Uh-huh. Yeah. Once again, we're going to take a controversial stance and say, you know what? White people, stop shooting black people that are just peacefully going along with their lives. Or stop calling the cops on them when they're just doing things like barbecue. Oh, yeah. Hashtag barbecue Becky. Oh. <laughs> or, yes. or did you see the one I, I just saw today? So three cool weeks old. I don't know. No, somebody's at the grocery store and they're on their phone because they had used a lot of coupons. And the yes. manager calls mm-hmm. the cops on her. Yes. Because she used too many coupons yeah. and that was suspect. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. People. Okay. Back to PTSD. Um, So, anyways. Yeah. So, in the U.S., about 3.5% of adults have PTSD, uh, which is way above the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Symptoms of PTSD generally begin within the first three months after the inciting traumatic event. So, that's Mm -hmm. about perfect with this because we're back here about three months after everything went down with the master. Mm -hmm. Um, it's more common in women than men, which, by the way, fucking really? patriarchy. Probably because women are the ones being raped in conflict. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's my guess. But it's having to deal with a lot uh, of I think it's that women maybe are just more under fire mm-hmm. in terms of events that could lead to PTSD than men. That's just my... That's very true. I, I don't know that it has anything to do with hormones or, you know, biology, biology or anything. I, I feel like it's... You just, don't have those answers. Yeah. I don't know. Um... 
In the typical case, the individual with PTSD persistently avoids trauma-related thoughts and emotions, so trying to just like avoid it, not process. Discuss, uh, tries to avoid discussing the traumatic vic- uh, traumatic event. May may even have amnesia of the event. Mm. Persons considered at risk include combat military personnel, victim of natural disaster, concentration camp survivors, and victims of violent crime. Yeah. So I would definitely put this in kind of the victim of violent crime slash sort of military personnel. Yeah. Um, Persons employed in occupations that expose them to violence, such as soldiers or police or emergency or oh sorry or disasters, so emergency service workers are also at risk. Firefighters, okay. EMTs, things mm-hmm. like that. Other occupations that are at high risk include police officers, firefighters. Okay, I just listed all of these, so I'm <laughs> a genius. Uh, train drivers, that's interesting. Ooh. Divers, journalists makes sense. Sailors, in addition to people who work at banks. Post offices, really going postal, Things or in stores. Wow, uh, the size of the hippocampus, up part of the brain, yes. is inversely related to post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. and treatment success. So, the bigger the hippocampus, the lower your chance of having PTSD, or the better your chances of full recovery are. Okay, um, so there's that. Uh, I. PTSD is really serious. I watch documentaries all the time about, you know, the campus sexual assault crisis and those women that have PTSD, Um, you know, listening to those military survivors, even things like when I was in high school and I was going through a really rough time and I, um, you know, had a, let's call it suicidal-ish incident Mm -hmm. and landed in the hospital for a while. I had PTSD from that, and, and people are all, how can you have PTSD? You did that to yourself, yeah. but it's so much more complicated than yeah, that. It really it's is. just, the, there's so much to it. Um, I've met people who have PTSD either from being the victim of domestic violence or even just had a really bad car accident, mm-hmm. and it made it hard for them to do things like leave their house and drive somewhere because mm-hmm. they were afraid they were going to get in a car accident again, and the car accident landed them in a coma for a week and you know there's so much to to think about and uncover i'm glad that the uh ama now and the the apa now recognize ptsd as a certifiable mental health condition Mm -hmm. um it does seem like we're starting to make strides with veterans and and this but man it just the whole thing breaks my heart so much because you've already been through hell whatever the incident that happened that yeah. gave you PTSD, you you end up feeling inferior and you're struggling with your entire sense of self and safety and depression and anxiety. Some people become, as I think we can probably agree Buffy does, uh, it seems kind of bipolar or schizophrenic, like your moods change, you've yeah. got like moods, mood changes, um, maybe you become hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, just like Buffy did. Exactly. Of. Yeah, that, I would definitely say that that's... But also just less empathetic to other people because I think maybe the more that you have to think about how somebody else is feeling, yeah, the more you feel if you're an empathetic human. I feel like this all comes back to empathy because if people understood that every person's trauma is different and that every person reacts differently to what they have to deal with, a lot more people would be understanding and willing to listen instead of criticizing people and making them feel a certain way because of how they're reacting to what they're doing. Yeah. Instead of helping them and supporting them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I think just, you know what, guys, the saying is a little trite, but everyone you know is fighting a battle. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's harder than yours or oh, whatever, never. but you never know what, what is going on in somebody's head. Yeah. And so don't be a dick. Yeah, that's that's all I'm asking. That's where it is. That's where it that's is. That's all I'm asking. Just don't be a fucking dick. Yeah. I don't know. Let's treat each other with respect. But like the basic rules I tell the kids I work with. Exactly. Just the basic things. You know what? Treat if you don't have respect. something nice to say, don't say anything don't say at, at all. all. Unless oh, it's on yeah, Twitter was... and it's really funny and then tag us so that we can read it. <laughs> um, that was very Cordelia. Yes. Yeah, that was so cool. Okay. Uh, I sort of am. Well, you haven't met Anya. You won't meet her yet for two more Ooh. season and a half. But she is hands down, pants down, my favorite character like of any TV show, I think. Okay. I, I, I'm into it. I love her so much. I can't even. But Cordelia, she basically is brought onto the show when Cordelia leaves to go to Angel. Really? Cordelia goes to Angel. Fuck. Okay. Damn it! Spoiler alert! Okay, this whatever guys you know honestly there's no whatever the fact that i've only given what one and a half spoilers in 13 episodes for me <laughs> you do not understand how good that is i also oh. kind of think that if something's been on the air for 21 years calling spoiler alert is a little bit like don't tell me who won world war ii okay fine, <laughs> fine. i'll let you have that uh okay um, let's go back to the episode because this was, anyway, so PTSD, that's what Buffy's going through. It really sucks. I do not like that it's just being dismissed as American issues. Yeah. But we can deal. Now we're going to meet the big bad. Yes. And I think it's racist that he has that accent that he has. I don't, I can't figure it out. It, no, it was very, I to don't me, know New if it's like Northern, no, very Southern, it was kind of like rappy because well, I, I was confused. I will say his prosthetics sucked. Oh, there's so oh my hard God. understanding Listen, you know, you I was bitching about the vampires and how like the first black vampire, vampire I saw had really gray makeup. Now this was like brown, cool, goes with your face, but you could legit but the see prosthetic was where bad. the prosthetic was and it was just brown. And he was having such a hard time speaking yeah. with the prosthetic. And I, was, I think it was more the teeth than anything else. But yeah, just, he was having a really, really I struggle. Was just so I think he went into it and did an accent in the audition. And they were like, we love it. Keep it. Keep it. But then once, once he did the, once they had the makeup on, he couldn't form his mouth the right way. Yeah. So it just was, what the hell is Maybe happening? Maybe it just changed the way certain things I, came Yeah. Um, so we meet this guy, I don't remember his name, but he's with the Anointed One, and... Yeah, where'd he come from, though? For real. How did this child go out to find this guy, and, like, how did this guy okay. pop up, and... I have a lot on the Order of Aurelius and the Anointed One for our oh. next episode. So if you okay. can hang on to it until then... Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, we, we'll it. get into it. it. Basically, it's sort of, you know, when the Master died, there was still this whole Order of Aurelius that okay. the the anointed one was meant to be the leader or co-leader along with the master. And so when the master died, the order of Aurelius kind of all stepped up and came back to surround him. And they're all like jockeying for power. I see. Um, So he's talking about how they need to bring the master back to life. That is the anointed one. This, you know, 10 year old's brilliant plan is bring the master back to life. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a really long scene. Mm-hmm. 
we just see that they're in a new place. It's an old abandoned factory. It's no longer that underground Phantom of the Opera set. Which I, I kind of missed, actually. Yeah, you do miss Night that. Night and sharpens, heightens the sensation. Just like certain condoms. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, no. Are those the, like, blue and red ones that are, like, firing eyes? The ones that are, like, you know, like, they're warming. Oh, they're, like, rigged for her pleasure. Yeah, those that just sounds each fucking sensation. terrible. Heightens each sensation. Oh, no, the warm one's actually not bad. No? I don't, I'm not into the ice thing down there. But the yeah, I was like, nice. I do not want that at no. all. Um, I mean, it's not like it's hot. It's just a little warm. This is, I never loved Yeah. So we go back and Buffy is in the lounge and she's clearly upset, and, but yeah. she's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, and then she's not fine. Those she's having this dream wherein Giles comes to kill her. Yes. To, to choke her out. And, and Xander and Willow are just sitting there eating See, their they're snacks. They're just eating. Like, this, like, like, nothing's happening. But then again, this is a dream, so obviously it's not like... Because Giles says, I killed you once. It shouldn't be too difficult to do yeah, it Yeah, and then she rips off the face, and it's the master underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a cool dream to have. Not a cool dream at all. Yeah, and you know your dream, you feel like when you wake up from a dream, to have someone to just kind of, like, be there for you, and Angel was there, but then... Treats Angel like okay. shit. But also, Angel asks, mind if I come in? But he's in. In. Ha! Ha! That's rude. Oh, my God, Angel. That soup's rude. Yeah. Uh, also a little creepy, just sneaking into a girl's room while she's sleeping and, like, what, watching and her sleep? 16? And she's yeah. 16 and he's 244. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I do have a note, though. David Boreanis, all those flashbacks to the master in the dream. Yeah. That was David Boreanaz. Wait, what? In the master's makeup. The master didn't speak at all? Or I think it was just like laughing or something. That was David Boreanaz. What? Yep, that wasn't Mark That's Metcalf. so interesting to know. Yeah. That's why I had to rewind like three times. Oh. It's not because I'm suddenly super into breath play. Yeah, because I was like, oh, you were like, I'm going to like, um. I need to watch Giles like choke her out again. Sexy. That, that's not really my thing. That's my really thing. hot. Um, but Angel's all, mind if I come in? He's already in. Fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, sorry, I'll it's go. It's manners, dude. I missed you. And then she turned around to say it back. No, he's gone. He's but, gone. but, I mean, we can't just say, like, he said I missed you, and then she turns around to say it back. No, there was She that. was being so She's being a bitch. Mean. She's she was being, being a, a complete bitch. bitch. By the way, though, did you catch the line? She said, I could use some action. Is that what she was when, when they were talking about all the vamps being in town and they're... they're oh, yes, 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 yes. great. Yes. I could use some action. She just... She just... Needs to get laid. She needs to get... No, she's 16, but get, do you. You know what? I have a really good friend. She got married um, at 18. <gasps> well, technically, so did I the first time, so... <gasps> um, but she... I remember going down, and she was with one of my best friends since we were four or five. 400 years old? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so my friend, uh, I'm not going to use her name, but she, <laughs> uh, so I'd known her since we were like four. Four? So I knew her mom pretty well, and I went down for her wedding, and like I was staying with her family um, for her wedding. Uh, 
her her mom is saying to me, you know, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about her getting married. I'm so young, but I really like this guy, and you know, Crystal's shit. Edit that out. <gasps> Yikes. <laughs> and, uh, and and she's had she's had some trouble like figuring out what she wants to do with her life and college and and all of that. And you know, I think honestly, she just really needs to get laid. Oh my god, no. She did not say that to you. She did. Her mom said that to me. Okay. 100%. Wow. Um, nice. Yeah, because, yeah. So, uh, I think Buffy at this point just really needs to get laid. And yeah. also go see a therapist to deal with her. Like, PTSD. for sure go fucking see a therapist. Well, what are you going like, to do? Tell the therapist that you're a vampire slayer? Um, oh, you're right. God. Like, she has no good option. You're right. Like, it's sucks. not just a, like, turn to my friend type thing. It sucks. It's... It's not that easy. Um, but when Angel says, sorry, I'll go, I missed you, my heart broke with us a little bit. I just felt so bad. I just, I just wanted to have sex with him. Um, <laughs> to make him feel better? Or just in general? No, just in general. <laughs> just to have sex with him. I mean, he'd definitely feel better. Oh, David Boyan is hyping him. And then the next day, Buffy is being driven to school by her mom, who, and she's just being silent and, you know, withdrawn. And yeah, that asks, scene right there, you oh, could automatically tell. Like, this is another one. Like, just her looking at the mirror with the, the I said the mirror, the window. Um, and I can just think of, like, the last time I was really depressed, maybe a month ago. Yeah. I had a really bad weekend. Yeah. And, and just weak, actually. And every time my husband was all, do you want to talk about it? What's wrong? I'm just kind of, like, staring into space or not looking at something. Yeah. I watched all of the Harry Potter movies in a row. Mm-hmm. Because apparently that's what I do when I'm really depressed. Really depressed. Um, and I just, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do anything. Wow. And so I thought that Sarah Michelle Gellar nailed it. Yeah. And her mom says, is there the slightest chance that if I asked you what's wrong that you'd tell me? No, of course not. You're a yeah. teenager. And she kind of just like looks at her. She just gives her a look. And so, then she's like, yeah, of course not. Well, and again, because what the hell is she supposed to say? Yeah. And I think this goes to... Oh, my God. Right, you are. Why do I keep forgetting about the fact that she's a slayer? Right. You can't tell people these things. Well, but here's the thing. I think that this episode was so... So, last season was all about her coming to terms with the fact that no matter what, she's the slayer. Yeah. And if she doesn't embrace that fate... Yeah. Then people around her will die. And by the way, for a 16-year-old girl to basically be told that the world is literally resting on her shoulders, Mm, that's a lot. Yeah. But then, I think this season, so this episode is basically her really just the final, her having come to terms with that realization. Yeah. And by the way, that embracing her fate means she will never live a normal life. The only way to get out of being a slayer is to die. Die. And so then... This season starts the question, I think, of um, the part that loved ones play in her life. Are they helping or hurting? Mm. Because it's really soon after this that uh, she says she's going to handle everything. Yeah. And they're they're all, we're going with you. And she says, no, you're not. Yeah. Uh, what's the line? It's... Um, uh, taking care. Uh, well, this is Slayer stuff. Can we have a little less from the civilians? Yes. You guys can't come with me. I can't 
be responsible for watching your back be, all the time. I can't be responsible for watching all three of you while I'm trying to, like, fight off demons. This and, is, I mean, and this yeah. is a constant theme. This is one of the biggest themes of the show. Yeah. Is do these people help her in her mission, give her something to fight for, mm-hmm. constantly being there to literally physically help her? Yeah. Or are they a hindrance because it's something to lose? It's they get kidnapped and she has to deal with that. Yeah. Or they're helping with the fight and one of them gets jammed up so she doesn't kill the master the first time because she has to go save one of them. Very true. You know, so that that's one of the eternal struggles that she's dealing with in this show. And I think this is the episode where we really see that for the first time right and because again she clearly needs these people in her life Mm -hmm. they keep her grounded they help her they're supportive they love her yeah but But they also introduce a bit more danger and complexity that's true um there's a reason well i'm not going to use that line but there's such a good line that i'm thinking of that uh, anybody that's watched this show before knows the line i'm talking about okay i can't Um, know it yeah, so... So I can't know it? She basically says, I guess this is why you never heard about the Vampire Slayer and her three friends. You only ever heard about the Vampire Slayer. Because <gasps> she's worried, you know, that one of them's going to get Yeah, hurt. yeah. Um, going to die? In the entire series of the show is somebody going to die we lost like 11 people in this episode all right okay 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 i'm not i'm not even gonna ask questions why am i i'm like setting myself Um, up okay so she's at school oh uh what is this not everything's about kissing oh angel was in your room was there kissing Willow, not everything's about kissing yeah and you know usually some stuff's about groping was there groping xander really xander is and you want me to like him? I, I, I promise you, by season seven. Season seven is... No, honestly, if you can make it past season three and not like him, I'll be shocked. If you can make it past season four and not love him, I don't know, even know who you are. I mean, if he just stops chasing after Buffy, um, I might be fine. I don't know that the crush ever goes away, but he stops doing anything about it. Okay. For sure. Okay. Um, it it becomes very clear, pretty actually, probably even by the maybe by the end of this season, that that's not a thing. Yeah, we're never, never. Sorry, spoiler alert. We are never going to have a Xander Buffy relationship. Oh yeah. People that... with the fanfic about Buffy and Xander stop. Xander Zuffy whatever. Not into it. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen. I don't care. I don't want it. Leave oh me alone. okay. So when I'm over here on the other episodes talking about no, 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 you're over here trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I love him. And by the way, by the way, nobody can watch seasons six and seven and not want to straight up, aside from two very specific episodes, mount him. Like he is, he is the guy every guy should be. Okay. Okay. Just. Yeah. I'll wait for it. Yeah. I'll wait for it. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, Cordelia comes up to them and she calls them the three musketeers. musketeers and they're like, that's not an insult. And he goes, was that an insult? It kind of lacked punch. Yeah. And I guess ever since like, you know, being with her when they were like slaying vampires and things like that. 
they kind of have that now they have like more witty banter and they kind of have more to say against her instead of her just like hitting them with well, hard things and walking away. I think she understands now that some of their weirdness has more to do with the fact that they have this mission and they're fighting evil mm-hmm. and they've saved her life at least twice now. Yeah. Girl, you're welcome. So, well, but I think that she is, this is Cordelia's way of being gracious and thankful. You know what's so funny? I could see a switch because when she was like, called them the three musketeers and they're like, wait, what are you talking about? That's not an insult. But she was like, I'm just trying to say that you three are always together. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, it doesn't really seem like she's trying to, like, attack them. It's kind of, but it's kind then, of like, oh, you just don't know how to be nice. Well, she doesn't need to attack anybody because then Buffy. Ooh. Uh, God damn, Buffy's a Your mouth is open. Sound is coming from it. That's never good. Mm. And Cordelia then says, basically, I'm just trying to let you know that your secret is safe with me. Yeah. And she, uh, what is it that she says? Like, she says, great, so you're not going to tell everyone that I'm a slayer, and I'm not going to tell everyone that you're a moron. Which. <laughs> Also, crazy 90s. That could have been in Clueless, that one. I I still haven't watched that. Paul Rudd. Who is that? (gasps) Brittany Murphy, is there? Yes, is that? It's the Emma remake. Oh, God. What's Emma? Oh, I... Born in the 90s, not in America. Ooh, breathing in, breathing in, breathing in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. We can we can move past. Yep. Nope. We we can move past some. this. One. What's um, your trauma, Meg? What's your childhood trauma? <laughs> um. So apparently, Chivo Mato is playing at the Bronsonite, which was a Whoa. real band that actually was gained prominence between '94 and '97 in Manhattan. Uh, they are Japanese expatriates. Uh, expats, and they're performing at the Bronze, and their music is not something I care for. I'm gonna throw that like out there. It's kind of like it's uh, where is my note on? Hold on, I definitely took a note on them that I thought was interesting. They were basically the college it band for a hot second really? in '97 with that song. That she's dancing to with Xander, where oh she practically mounts God, him she is. on the dance floor. The way she, I, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called Sugar Water. I was like, you, yeah. That was, and she says, she says, "Have I ever thanked you for saving my life?" Yeah, it was just like, and, and he goes, "No, don't you wish I would." And then she walks, walks away. away. Yep. By the way, Angel saw the whole thing. Yes. I mean, she wanted him to see it. She obviously did. But that was one of the cruelest things that she does so in cruel. the series. Super. Oh, that's all explained. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, she's, she's got some bad moments in later seasons. Really? I mean, she's got a lot that she's dealing with. Is but, she? Okay. This gets... Okay. But mo- most of her bad moments are against... People of similarly questionable morals. Okay. Um, or there's a, a mystical reason or a save the world reason. This is one of the few moments that she is just a self-centered fucking bitch. Oh, I, I love it. Um, and I mean, I love when you look, talk I'm not, that. I'm not saying PTSD isn't a reason, but it's not. I mean, yeah. You can't just go around and treat people like that. Yeah, like shit. Whatever you're going. 
you know, if it's something like you've got to essentially treat somebody like crap so that they leave so that they don't die at the hands of a monster or something. Yeah. Perfectly fine. You know, ends justify the means. This, this is one of the few times she is just straight up, truly fucking manipulative bitch. She knows the power that she has over Xander. And this is is another reason why I... And she knows Willow likes him too. Right, but this is another reason why I give Xander a little bit more of a pass than a lot of people do is because every once in a while something like this happens yeah that gives him hope okay 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 so maybe this is what you saw and this is what i haven't seen and maybe this can make but, me understand but even even this doing. one incident to me justifies the next six episodes of xander because Look, you kept bringing up what he did while the hyenas had possessed him that was fucking possession Okay, this is genuinely her just not dealing with her shit. Okay. So to hold the the hyena thing against him, but not... Fine, you are making points. God damn. Especially because... But you know what? Because Willow does the phone thing on her nose. Oh my God, I was just going to say that. To just recreate that thing. I was just going to say that. Did I just... He's staring at her, and, and he's like, just, "You got something on your nose." I was like, "Oh, that just broke my heart." Because then you saw her just kind of get embarrassed within herself and just quickly try to wipe. It and off. I remember that because again, I was such a nerd for the longest time growing up, and it wasn't until like I suddenly woke up one day and I had giant boobs. And oh, yeah, it, it that did. just happened all of a sudden. It, it was like an overnight. That thing. is how it feels. Um, I definitely went from. Some kind of A cup, lower B cup situation to C34 practically within two weeks, maybe. What? Yeah. That's not a thing. No, it it is. It is. Um, Hormones were milk. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Milking it up. Um, No, it was basically, I like got my period and then maybe within a month, my boobs were basically twice the size. Wow. Um, the whole thing was insane. That's pretty. So, and then it was still another couple of months before I realized, like, oh, I have these puppies. I should yeah, use I should them. do something. With yeah, them. I should do something with this. So, for a really long time, I was definitely Willow oh. in life, and I remember the few times that I kind of put myself out there with the guy. It felt yeah. like I was putting myself out there. It was probably me, you know, talking to them at lunch. Yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't really like it, but still, I think it's pretty big. And then the guy would, oh, God, this happened with my my best friend in the whole world now. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to me ninth grade, and I had a little bit of a crush on him. And he bit. wanted to talk to me, to me about my friend Sarah. Yeah. But he didn't really say that, so we started hanging out a lot, and it was mm-hmm. kind of so that he could get in closer with Sarah. Oh, you're breaking my heart. And then he finally was all, oh, do you think Sarah would date me? And I was kind of. Uh, she's way Mormon not gonna happen because she's not 16 you're not getting anything from that relationship Um, nothing that would make the relationship worth having by you is going to happen Um, and now we're we're best friends he's he's the man of honor in my wedding amazing but that's kind of how he and I came back together after a long couple of years distance was because he was trying to get in my friend's pants 
Oh, that's lovely. So, so I understand what Willow is dealing with right here. And she's trying to, you know, kind of send that signal to Xander, recreate that moment. Yeah. And Xander he just shuts that shit down. That shit happening. breaks my fucking yeah. heart. It was almost like worse that. than the music we were listening to. Okay, um, don't be such a hater. It wasn't that bad. Ugh, it was so bad. And then Cordelia confronts Buffy. And is all, are you right. campaigning for bitch of the year? Yeah. And Buffy goes... What are you worried about the competition? Yeah, I actually, was like, Buffy. I was like, shit. I actually loved this scene. Those really? two, those two, when they play opposite of each other and they embrace that that aspect, I, I think they're amazing on screen together. And we don't get enough of it. And I love the love hate relationship. And I love that Cordelia is trying to do something very out of character. That's very true. She is trying to be like, she's trying to reach out, trying to talk to her. She's very much basically saying. I don't always, oh, what, she actually has this line, hold on, um, oh, I have, oh my god, Willow, Angel, their, their, their faces when she says, um, when she's talking, when she's basically dancing up on Xander, and yeah. their faces are, wow, and, uh, then there's this amazing shot as Buffy is leaving the bronze, where you can see, lined up in kind of a weird zigzag formation, but you can see them all in one shot. Willow, Cordelia, Angel, and their reactions. And the whole thing was so beautiful. Right, right, right. I, I was blown away. Um, and then Cordelia is like, look, you and I don't know each other that well, which is nice because I don't really like you that Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't speak the truth. I please. want to say that to people multiple times a day. <laughs> but I can't. And that, maybe, maybe that's part of my thing with Cordelia is I'm jealous. I want to be able to say the things that she says. I want to live for her. I want to be able to say these things, like, which is nice because I don't really like you. <laughs> Listen, I something really interesting. I think it's really cool that um, with everything going on with Buffy, it's actually Cordelia that actually like said something to her. Well, I think it's one of those takes a bitch to know a bitch. Yeah. Only only Cordelia really has the the bitch cred. Yeah. It's like street cred, but bitchier. But her friends weren't even asking, you know, is something going on? Is something wrong? You know, they were having a secretive discussion discussion with Niles, and when she came around, they kind of, like, shut it down. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but everybody's been there. Where yeah. You're worried about somebody, but you don't want to talk to them yet because you're worried how they're going to take it. And yeah, Cordelia, true. the other thing is, I think Cordelia has the ability because she's not part of the gang. That's maybe true. it's because she doesn't really understand everything Buffy's going through. Yeah. That she's like... You're just straight up being a twat. Yeah, instead of knowing what she's instead of trying to be all kind and thoughtful and and work her get her there. They're just she's just you're being a twat and nobody deserves this from you. I I I was there for it. This is one of the this is probably the first episode I liked Cordelia when I watched the first time. And even then, it was a very fleeting moment. Ooh, quite fleeting. But there, there were moments. And by the way, I think that she's one of the best performers on the show. Yeah. Her, her, her again. I know you. Love she's twenty seven. Yeah. And I'd buy that she's sixteen. Really. I mean, I'd buy eighteen better. Yeah, I was thinking way older. But there were, but there were definitely girls like that in my high school. Um, that seemed older than they were, but then they would open their mouths. I don't know. I think she's amazing. I love her. Um, you're just never going to talk me out of that. Um, then, oh, and then Buffy says, I think it's time this conversation was over. Or Ooh. it's time you mind your own business. And Cordelia goes, it's long past. And again, her acting is so 
you know what? Yeah, so I bet I need to say. Yeah. I'm going to go back to pretending that you're a freak and I don't care. Yep. Like, fuck off. And then she's kidnapped. Yes. What is the line that she's saying? She says something to Buffy as Buffy's walking away. And Buffy does not Oh, turn so, I, oh something it's something about Angel. Angel. She's kind of like, I, I wonder if Angel's open for a dance. Yeah. Or if Angel wants company yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, and she's hauled away. Buffy doesn't notice. Buffy goes to the master's grave. And guess what? It's open. Why is there a cross at the vampire's grave? Isn't that to stop other, if there's any possible way of them, like, trying to, like... But how, why didn't that, mixed with the consecrated ground, which I think is just holy water sprinkled yeah. over it, why didn't that stop the vampires? They it's just, like, just were like, cross. oh, this hurts. It's not like a stake to the heart. And it's, well, you're mixing, that, that it's not like pure a holy effective... water. I mean, does holy water ever really do anything? You just kind of, like... Like ah, and then they're back to the, trying to fucking kill you. But but if you're like holding holy water or something, they're like fuck, I can't do anything. Yeah, but it was just like through the ground, so I'm pretty sure the ground was like yeah, I don't know seventy percent this whole thing ground thirty percent. Also, holy why couldn't water. they just like hire people to dig up that ground? I don't know. Like what? We are vampires, and we would like you to dig up this ground. For us. What? I don't or, like force humans to do it. I see that happening. That was soups weird. Okay. Um. So. Giles is hanging out in the student lounge again. Yeah. Weird. Um, and they're talking about how Buffy's acting so yeah, weird. It's just strange. And Willow and Xander assume she must be possessed. It has to be something to do with the Hellmouth. And this is where Giles has his line. It's one of those things that you Americans refer to as issues. So again, I'm nominating that from this 90s. Also, one of the most British things Giles ever says. That's so strange. Issues. So, and I, I just, I don't like that. Oh, we do get the moment where Xander goes, have we really ruled out the idea that she could just be into me? Yeah, yeah. And there's, look at Willow, look at Giles, look back at Xander. And, and just like, ruled that and, out. Yep, yep, yep That's been ruled out. Nope. Um, Buffy comes in and Willow tries to deflect like they're not talking about her. And she's like, oh, Trout. I w- that, um, yeah, that was weird. That didn't make any sense either. Um... But um, no, I like at the beginning before she even like, um, before she even came in, Willow's like it just doesn't something about her bitch. She, as she spells out bitch, B I T C H. Yeah, and and, and, and Giles goes, Willow. I think we're all a bit too old to be spelling things. And Xander's like, Bitka. <laughs> like, you Xander, like come on. So adorable. Mm, I don't know about adorable. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but this is where Buffy goes in. This is Slayer stuff. Can we have a little less from the civilians? I'm going to take yeah, care of this. That, this is my responsibility. That hurts. And again, I think this is her doubling down on understanding what her fate is. Yeah. To the point that she says, guys, this is my fate. This isn't yours. I'm yeah. giving you an out. Yeah. You don't have to make this your life like I do. Ooh, like I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Save this yeah. And then Snyder comes up, makes everybody go to class. And he's talking about Buffy. Some things I can just smell. It's like a sixth sense. And Giles goes, no, actually, that's one of the five. (laughs) (laughs) Thank Uh, you, Giles. Then Snyder, he's talking about how I can just smell on her delinquency. Maybe a hint of jail. And I'm just like, this is so creepy. So creepy. So creepy. The way he's talking about how he can smell it on her. That was unpleasant. He's just weird. Yeah. I do not fucking like this guy at all. Yeah. Just weird to me. Uh, Buffy goes out and 
Angel is following her. Hey, being stalked isn't really a big turn on for girls. Nope. I don't know. Not at all. And then there's a comment. She talks. She's like, what are you, undead American? Uh, bitch, he's from mm-hmm. Ireland. <laughs> ah, fuck you. He's from Ireland. Don't make him do the accent. That that shit sucks. Oh, no. I don't either. And then she's all, again, super hyper-sexualized, in my opinion. She's all like, haven't you ever imagined what it would be like, you and I fighting? What? Aren't you ready to kick my ass? Yes. That was, yeah. That was the beginning of a mediocre, which is really good porn. Yeah. It was like, come on. Kick my ass. And I was just like, girl. That could have been a great porn. It could have been a bad porn. But yeah. it, it could have been a great porn. Like what? Like kind of like a fisting one? And then it kind of went into like. Why fisting? I don't know, but it would be, it would be with a foot. So I guess it's not fisting. With a footing. Footing. Feet. my ass. Okay. Oh. Oh, oh I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Bad imagery. That's a lot. <laughs> no. 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 We're not. No. no. All right. Okay. No. All right. Um, but she goes in, it's not Cordelia that's there, it's a brunette vamp that she decides to basically kidnap and torture for information. Yes. Uh, she shoves the cross down the vamp's throat, and I'm just like, oh, I'll go great, enhanced so interrogation giving the really, really awesome, <gasps> oh, the Xander beautiful moment? part with Xander? Okay, let's go let's back. Let's go Sorry. through that. Sorry. Come on. That was Beautiful. Like, so... By the she, way, again, the acting in this episode. Yeah. Epic. Very, very Because Xander's moment here... So good. Comes up with the fake blood. Fake and the blood Heavy everywhere. breathing. And then I'm but like... He's, uh. he's... His fury. His... Just... His... Oh, God. He translates and he just says, I don't know what your problems are, but as of right now, I officially don't care. Yes. If they hurt Willow, I'll kill you. I was like, oh. He made the smash list for at least 10 seconds. Yes, because I was like, oh my God, that was so like protective of Willow. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what you should be doing because like, Willow has been nothing but so good to him. Willow's been way better than he's generally deserved, but I mean, she sucks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Abu Ghraib enhanced interrogation techniques. Like, this is some Donald Rumsfeld type CIA. Like, I was. Shit. I'm thinking. I'm shoving the, the necklace down the vampire's throat. I was like, I did not on. see this coming out. Oh, God. It was. I, that was a side of Buffy. Again, thankfully, we don't see very often. But damn, she is going to get the job done. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, this is something that she's probably going to have to keep doing as a slayer, right? To get things out of certain vampires and people. Well, but okay, look, I, I purposely decided not to do the side note on this episode about enhanced interrogation Ooh. and how ridiculously problematic it is. Oh, no, it never goodness. works to produce decent results. People mm-hmm. will say anything to get you to stop torturing them. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Donald Rumsfeld. Literally the day that he dies or Dick Cheney dies. My husband and I are opening the finest bottle of scotch that we can find. Ooh, very nice. To celebrate. Because those are maybe the two biggest pieces of human fucking garbage that Ooh. have ever walked this planet. Somebody's fired up. I'm sorry. I don't think that people should be arresting innocent civilians off the street because yeah. maybe they are related by, like, third cousin to somebody that might possibly have one terrorist tie, you know, e.g. Yeah. they've ever been to a country that 
as terrorism. And then, and then people are just like taking them out and beating them, raping them with objects in the anus, and then shitting on them. Oh my God. Like what's happening at Abu Ghraib. Oh my God. I remember seeing video of that. That Like, and my ex, by the way, was supposed to be in that reserve unit that got deployed to Abu Ghraib. So like when that all came out and it was Lindsay something was her name. Uh, was in all of the pictures where they were, they had like dog collars or something around. Oh my God. Yeah, they made them like, they yeah. let them around them. Yes. Yes. Uh, that person was like, I know that person. I've been to lunch with that person. I was in the reserves with that person. Wow. He was supposed to be deployed with them. And, That's insane. You know, a bunch of stuff happened and it didn't, but, but like he yeah. knew that person. He was like, we went to Wendy's together and talked about how much we like bacon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Abu Ghraib. Fucking bullshit. Again, we take a controversial stance. Yeah. Torturing yeah, human people. Well, yeah, we're just not into that. Not into that. Nope. Unless, by the way, specifically asked. Yeah. Again. Ooh, kinky. Whatever you do in the confines of your own bedroom between consenting adults. Is none of our business. You do you. Might be kind of hot. Whatevs. But. <laughs> this was not consensual. No. Um, okay. So, let's see. Now we're at... Sorry, I've got a lot of rant about yes. Abu Ghraib and Donald yeah. Rumsfeld on like here. like a good old rant. I'm just like, like, fuck everything. Oh, the master's bones. Yes. Did we talk in the last episode? Like, why the fuck did he not dust? We did discuss this. We did discuss this. But then we discussed about the strength of a vampire, about how some of them Maybe because don't he was automatically dust. Such yeah. a badass. Yeah. So high, like, and so then powerful, someone right? like yeah. Angel, Angel would not dust as well. Angel He's wouldn't dust, but obviously, like, you know, these people that she's staking that are coming out of the grave, like, yep. they dust. Yeah. But here's something that was interesting about the skeleton that's on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a giant hole in the back of his head. Yeah. Like, so back then they used to practice things, trepanation. It was basically a lobotomy where they take out part of your brain. Okay. Um, And they, they did this, did you ever see the horror film from hell about Jack the Ripper? No. no. Okay. Anyways. But you know what a lobotomy is? Yes, yes. Yeah. So sure. It looked kind of like that's what they were doing. That's what they used to do for people that were, yeah. you know, considered crazy. That was <laughs> or, like hospitals. Or, or criminal. Or, um, like sometimes they would say, you're a criminal. We don't understand how... An adult could molest a young child. You must be crazy. Yeah. We're going to, like, take out this part of your brain where yeah. we think, like, the criminal part of your brain is. So I was wondering, but I I Googled it for a minute. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought back to all of the times that we get flashbacks to the master. Yeah. I don't remember anybody ever saying a damn thing about him having had a lobotomy. So I'm trying to figure out why there was just this hole in his skull. Mm. But... Maybe it's something that Giles did while they were doing that ritual. I don't know. Maybe. Because, by the way, also, like, can you bring back a body that's not whole? Wait, is that the missing puzzle piece? You can't bring it back? Oh, that's so true. You know how when you go to do a puzzle, but there's one tiny puzzle piece missing, and it's like a 2,000-piece puzzle? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, okay, I have You're like, girl, only white people do puzzles. No, 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 no. My my puzzles. Um, I'm... I'm thinking something. What if we're just like reading way into this way too much, well, and the the wait, prop the prop unlikely. the prop got fucked up, and then the, that's all that happened. They could have photoshopped it. Yeah, it's because like, well, you, you were talking about the skeleton. You were not into the skeleton. No, the skeleton. Oh my god, this looks like some shit that was high, like hanging in your high school biology class. What it I just said? was not genuine in any way. And you said that my reaction was what. 
kit. I was like, uh, I don't know, it looks a lot like the one that's in my car. Yeah, the one that's in your, oh my gosh, Meg. And I think you still don't believe me that there is legit a skeleton in my car. Why? One time I was going through the Taco Bell driveway and the guy was like, is that a skeleton in your car? I'm glad he asked instead of just letting you go by. Well, had I been black, you would have called the cops. Oh, there we go. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like, why? You don't have one? Yeah. What would it? No. I did. People don't carry skeletons I, in their car. Scary. Looked at me like, am I supposed to know about this? Yeah, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> thought you were. Was it thought you were a character? So now I like to, every once in a while, maybe I'll put the skeleton, you know, in the front passenger <gasps> no. seat. I'll just drive like that. Oh. I think it's hilarious. You just want to freak people out? I just think it's really funny. People are like, why do you have a skeleton in your car? And I'm just, why don't you? Oh, yeah, that's a great retort, though. Why don't you? Because how are you going to answer to that? Yeah. How are you going to take your time to formulate that? I feel like this is discrimination because I'm a woman. Oh! Yeah. How's that? I don't know. No. I don't know. No. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Um, I also have the next note. I was looking at, at Willow. Still think I might bring back overalls for truths. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I actually they have kind of made a comeback in the fashion world. Like I have yeah, seen I kind of I feel like I kind of could. I don't know. I wore them back in the day. Oh, it was wow. pretty great. My mm. mom made me a pair of. Okay, so mm. when I was in elementary school, yeah, within probably three or four years of uh, that song, like crisscross and make you want to jump, jump. jump. Yes. You know how like they they wore the overalls, but only like, like one yeah. strap was like on. hanging down. So I would wear. My mom made me overalls that were like blue with these like red polka dots. And I would wear them like, oh, golly, that's so beautiful. And I was like, why don't I have any friends? Yeah, I wonder why. So that's a true story. I wonder why. Oh, yeah. Hashtag Meg so white. Um, Oh, no. true. Uh, Ms. Calendar rescued Giles. Yes. Hey, girl. Hey. uh, And Giles is all, where's Buffy? At this point, Buffy has kicked the ass of every vampire in Sunnydale, I'm pretty she sure. She is that was fucking amazing. An amazing fight scene. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't like one on one. It was there were at least five or six vampires coming there coming at her and she takes them all and she just kicks their ass. Isn't it hilarious how she just popped up? This guy was talking and she just Yeah, I loved it. And then the one guy just leans over and I'm like, guys, like, come on. This is not gonna end well for you. Yeah, like come on, just lay into you. Should start either putting in work or doing something. I don't know. And Giles asks where Buffy is, and Xander says, "Uh, she's working out her issues, issues, issues." And she takes a sledgehammer to the master's bones. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, we skipped over the best part of this episode, wherein uh the black. Oh, I think his name is Absalom. Is that his name? I think so. It's a trash name. It's a Bible name, I think. Oh, is it? Yeah, trash. Um, and he says something like, I'll grind you into a sticky paste and <laughs> ah! something, something, I'll smash your face. This is where I think he's rhyming because I'm like, is that a rhyme? Are you, ra- is this the <laughs> rapping vampire? What <laughs> yeah, is going this on? This is the precursor to Hamilton. Oh my, oh, there we go. Lin-Manuel was helping to write he this He basically <laughs> got inspired by being a it's actually, actually this one actor we, that No, we do him. know for a fact that Lin-Manuel loves Buffy. Oh, does he? Look, everybody that matters loves Buffy. Oh, that matters. Uh, Barack Obama likes Buffy. Really? Yes. 
Okay. I definitely read that. People that matter. Okay. Um, Donald Trump probably hates it. So that obviously means it's a free show. Yeah. Fuck you, Trump. Want somebody to stake him? Yeah. Um. Are you are you suggesting a president hates a rat guy? No, he's not that cool. No, you are. You no, no. He doesn't have that kind of brain. Um. Let's see. So Buffy works out her issues by smashing the fuck out of the master's bones. Like she just turns him into powder. Yeah. Um, and then Angel, oh, but this is, I think, the moment that you wanted to talk about. This is the moment that really, really this got me. This is the moment. Like, she's This is it. my quest. Can it? Go back. <laughs> <laughs> I love right. when you laugh, you just, like, grope your boot. Oh, do I? <laughs> you do, when you do the belly laugh, you just, like, run your hands up your <laughs> I boot. Just, I don't know. <laughs> I just, my chest, I guess I'm trying to, like, get it to the point. But um, there's after she smashes everything, there's this moment where she kind of just one hand covers her face. Yeah, and you're like, I don't know why I'm living for this. I don't know why, but that just got to it's me. It's gorgeous. And then she just the way that Angel is there, and she turns into yeah, him. Yeah, turns into and him. And he's like rubbing her hand. Yeah. Up. By the way, I'm a sucker for any time you see that like tiny detail of the guy just like rubbing it like. You can see him like squeeze, but rub the yeah. up the back at the same time where it's just like it's the most comforting. Thing on the planet and that beautiful Bangel, a hundred percent Bangel, Bangel, Bangel. What is that about? Angel. Yeah, I know. I I said Bangel. Bangel. No, that that doesn't make any sense. Um, I just I thought that was. I'm with you. That is one of my favorite moments. Yes, for sure. Of this, and I think as an actor, she did great. Maybe top twenty of the season. Maybe even top ten of the season. Look, she crushed this episode she looked so lost and yeah. hopeless and and where do i go from here yeah and and just you could see everything passing through her face and look i am the world's biggest bitch about actors oh because every time i see somebody give a performance bitch? i am saying could i have done better in my oh, head I and see. i have a lot of uh i think a lot of my acting abilities so, no big deal. I'm just oh, amazing. Deal, no um, so, when I say somebody else, like, crushes it, I feel like that's sort of me handing out an Academy Award. Oh, wow. You are... That is me. Like, I am deigning to appreciate that there is another female on this planet that can act. You And are... maybe deserve that role more than I did. Wow. And for me, that's a fucking leap. Yeah. Honor. Yeah. Again, it's like being knighted. Yeah. Yeah. If Meg's saying it, it's happening. Like, come on. Like, that that's snaps to Buffy. Um, but also, did they use the same set for the bronze every episode? Because I feel like it looks different every fucking time. Ooh. It goes back to our overarching question. What the hell what the is the fuck bronze? is happening at the bronze? What is that? What is going on? What do they serve there? The alcohol is a coffee. It's a croissant. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way. Oh, fuck. Another another Xander moment. Oh fuck! Yeah, right before she smashes the master, and and but all the other vamps are, are dusted. Yeah, and somebody says it's over, and Xander goes, "No, it's no, not. not." Xander is the person who gets it. We don't know why, but he understands. He in that moment yeah. more than anybody else around, except for maybe Angel. There's more to what has been going on. Yeah, than the threat of the master rising. Yeah. Him. And fuck, Xander plays that so well. I think him 
with what Buffy did in this like I really saw a big change in him. Yeah. Like he just seemed a lot more mature. The way he was holding Willow afterwards well, and how protective he seemed. Maybe when Buffy was gone for the summer, he had a little bit of like a personal awakening and was like, it's never gonna happen I with mean, Buffy. Maybe I was into her because she was a little bit of a different thing. But maybe there is something to the Willow relationship. I mean, I... But he's not ready to do anything about it. Yeah. Because that's a scary thing to go from being, you know, best friends since you were basically in diapers to to something else. Maybe I need to stop bagging on him. But but maybe Buffy being gone for the summer, that was the clarity that he needed. Yeah, and yet... And yet, and yet yeah. the minute she danced on him and the minute she came back, his attention from Willow, gone. Well, I mean, she's still smoking hot. Well, yeah. Um, uh, what's a 16-year-old boy to do? What is a 16-year-old boy to do yeah. at that? I mean, masturbate. God, he does probably, not seem 16, but... but yeah. uh, he, he actually was only 18 when season one was filmed. Right, you said he was the youngest actor. He was one of them, yeah. Oh. Um, let's see couple of other points mm-hmm. uh okay so now buffy is feeling pretty crappy yeah. talking to giles oh well we have cordelia talking to miss calendar about how awful yeah. the ordeal was because how do you get the dry cleaning done and and miss calendar is basically oh yeah that's the worst part about being kidnapped by a vampire cult and hung upside down the stains yes and cordelia i don't want to I, I don't like i, I hate feeling like I'm shaming somebody's body or whatever, but seriously, the camel toe. The camel toe. The camel toe. The camel toe was Which real. Which was maybe the second most famous thing in this episode. Yes. Like, just the way that the pants were that high. They were that high. And just the way they fit oh, in general gosh. was so 90s. Ooh. So 90s. So um, But Buffy is wearing, this is the third 90s, most 90s nomination that I have. Buffy with that damn mint green sweater over the short sleeve shirt, but it's like yeah, perfectly that was not... like off the shoulder with the pin. I tried doing that once. I was so convinced that that was the look. Yeah. And not... you know what? It doesn't fucking work. No. And so then we got to the point where we were tying it right here, you know, wearing it more like a necklace. Okay, you are literally destroying your wig. Mm. I could have gotten that, that knot out. No, you could not have. I'm really good at this. No, like you could not have. Give it to me. You could not have. Oh, I've had worse. You just need conditioner in this. Nope. I've been conditioning this entire Give time. Give me your brush. Um, even though she doesn't get <laughs> this on a regular basis. Um, okay. Uh, she's, he says, punishing yourself is not the point. Uh, it is entirely pointless. No, it's entirely pointy. I thought that was kind of funny. Cute. Um, yeah, cute. That's best way to put it uh i can't wear that sweater look and then she goes into their first class and and willow and xander are so clearly trying to tell her like it's okay hey, it's we okay. get it you were yeah. going through something you were going through some so they're like i hear that he's the most boring teacher ever blah 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 yeah like he falls asleep to his own voice and um she says something like uh oh what are we gonna do tonight we could go to the Bronx, or and Xander says, "Well, we could grind our enemies into talcum powder." But gosh, we did that, that last night, <laughs> and I think that was a really good part of making light of you know her. I thought like, it was amazing. Explosion of it was yeah, like, so recognizing was really cool. like yeah, we know like we're not forgetting last yeah. night, but we understand. Yeah, and then um, but then they start talking, and we get the world's cheesiest. Like TGIF, yes! back to school, full house. 
else moment. Oh my god, yes. I think that I have ever heard in my life. Right, you are. And this whole thing was, it it upset me so much. By the way, Christina, this is because the way that this wig was wested, Mm -hmm. it was done by a machine. I told you. So what they did basically was they they stitched a bunch of hairs like into the cap mm-hmm. going one way and then they put a bunch of hair in perpendicular to that. So it naturally creates a clump. A clump because that's how the hair is staying into the wig. Like they're basically stitching it over this mm-hmm. way. Well, it's fucking bullshit and I hate it. It is. Um, but I got... Anything out of that that nope. could be gotten out of it? Nope. Not, I don't want it. Okay. Yeah. But that's that's the word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, again, edit this out, Meg. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. So that was the episode. Uh. Mm-hmm. That music was heinous. The whole thing was the the, the whole ending was kind of cheesy, but yes. the episode itself Super was beautiful. Cheesy. It really tackled a tough subject for real, ridiculously well. Yeah. Um. Where are we on Quatina's smash list? So Xander was on there for a minute. You know what? This episode, he can actually stay on my smash list. I don't know that I've ever been happier in life. Yeah, like, I'm really proud of him in this episode. And I might be. Though, like, he really, like, stepped his shit up. I might be happier about that than the day that I got married. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, um, um... And Giles. And Giles, of course. And Angel. And Angel. Yeah, um, and... Not the black it. vampire. No, definitely okay, but not. But people of color, we got our first black villain. Yeah! He had, like, like, a lot of lines. Like, he did. He had, like, a good amount. So, so this was, was some serious affirmative lovely. action shit. Yeah. I don't know. Affirmative. No. <laughs> it was lovely. I was quite happy with it's it. It's only his prosthetics. Yeah. But his yeah, makeup was better. Yeah, his makeup was better, but his then prosthetics Then a gray sucked. shit that I've yeah, seen before. Yeah. 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 Um, most 90s thing, can we go with the Giles calling them issues? Oh, no, I really, the camel toe pants the camel toe. really like, it's really bad. I'm so sorry. It's just, all right, we're going to tie the most 90s thing. Okay. Um, um, people of color, let's talk about this whole Japanese band that we got. Oh, God. So that was Shibo really cool. Mato. That was really cool. Like their them. music made um, me so angry. Hater. Like, um, I just wanted to set vampire. them on fire. Hater. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Sorry, guys, that wasn't me feeling sick. That was just me trying to get a dick down my throat. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. Her husband's in the room. Get out of here, man. Um, Back to business. We're almost done here. I was back to business. <laughs> I was getting to business. You were getting to business. Or I guess I was given to business. Given to business. Yeah, you was, it was given to you, and you took it well. My goodness. I don't know if they're going, <laughs> you were taking it well. You're kind of struggling. Uh-uh. You got to work on that, too, honey. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll go so, practice. <laughs> it's serious. I mean, if we want to. Um, and pretty much that's where I am on my count with people of color. Um, and yeah, I just want to say one of the, uh, my favorite line at the end is when the kid walks in, everything is smashed, and he's like, I hate that girl. And I was like, yeah, you do. And yeah, we're going to talk do. about that in the next episode. Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. All right. This was uh, the season premiere of season two, When She Was Bad. Uh, yep. We talked about PTSD. We talked about Camel Toe. We talked about 
a lot of things that we probably shouldn't have talked about. We don't like religions that have uh, clothing requirements no and mandates. No shade, though. We're just uh, Yeah, so it was great. We are going to see you back here for the next episode. Oh, yeah. uh, some assembly required. Okay. All right, Katina, see you next time. All right, see you guys.